Hello and welcome into the Rock For Him podcast. I am your host, Sanchez, and joining me today, my good friend, my brother in Christ. First up, we have Mr. Jeremy Brown. Jeremy, what's going on, brother? Man, I'm excited for this one. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. And our special guest for today is Mr. Thomas Monk. How's it going today, going? sir? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. good, good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about the band. Um, so I guess starting with myself, um, I am what 30 something. I'd have to ask my wife how old I am. I think I'm 36, <laughs> maybe 36 or 37, one of the two. Um, I had a interesting upbringing as i'm sure most people have um ended up finding christ when i was uh, 13 years old first generation believer in my family um and so it was uh, a an interesting um life um so none don't really have to explain too much there i'm, I'm sure we've all been through plenty um so been been walking with the Lord since I was about 13. Um, met my wife uh, when I was 15 through a church, um, like a youth group. It was actually, it was a, it was a mission trip and I didn't go on it, but my best friend did at the time. And uh, he met uh, my wife and my wife kind of liked him. And he was like, this chick's crazy. And I was like, I like crazy. <laughs> so that, so then we ended got introduced to each other and um the rest is history then so we've been together since since i was 15 um we have three kids uh, my oldest just graduated this year and um uh, my daughter's 15 and my youngest son is 12 and so live out here in idaho um and just kind of keep to myself do my thing and and make music try to make the best of things and and that's pretty much it so you're the front man for not just one but two bands that we play on the state on the station here right and maybe three but that is that's that's all up to speculation because nobody knows anybody <laughs> who's in that so there may be a third band that that you may hear some vocals at times that sound familiar um but yeah for sure uh decaying martyr is uh my my death metal project um on the sharon collective and then um of course dispraise along with justin and donovan um on now thumper punk records yep well why don't you tell us a little bit about each band i mean what are the similarities the differences you know what what can people expect from each band um so I guess taking it back a little bit to the story of of my my wife and I when when we met she went on a mission trip to Mexico she on that mission trip found the lord um through a hip hop event um that was being put on down there and really liked KJ52 and kind of got into his stuff and that's how she came to Christ I came to Christ through um a band called The Deal it was a 
Christian punk rock band on Face Down Records. Um, seems like forever now, I guess. It was like 25 years ago or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, it seems like yesterday. But but so I came came to the Lord through punk rock. Um, at a real young age, my family was pretty much the local punk rock scene. Um, and so being one of the only Christians in the actual punk rock scene, I had a lot of friends, was exposed to a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, like I say, life, life happens and we all have our own different journeys to get to where we're at. But um, I've always been a huge fan of uh, just music in general, but a huge fan of, of metal, um, thrash, punk rock, obviously. And so this praise um, to me is just a classic in your face, aggressive punk rock band. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, it's actually gotten, it's blown up beyond what any of us really were planning or hoping for it to, to, to do, um, which is all, which is good. God's got a plan for everything. Um, but this praise is definitely, definitely an aggressive in your face. You're either going to love us or you're going to hate us. Um, and I think that, that uh for the most part that kind of reflects us as people in the band as well um we've got a pretty strong message um it's honestly not all the time shoving jesus down anybody's throats that's not what we're about that's not what i'm about as a person um but um definitely there's no question where we stand in our faith when you listen to our music um but we are obviously very strongly on the on the political spectrum as well. And so because of that, whenever you invite politics into music, you know, it, it can get choppy as far as who likes you and who doesn't. Um, right. but we've, we've drawn our line in, in the dirt, so to speak. And we are who we are and we're happy with that. Um, Decaying Martyr is an old school death metal thrash crust, uh, project. And, um, that's really kind of my, that's, Decaying Martyr has been kind of a way for me to um, get some of my artistic side out in ways that, that don't fit with Dispraised. So um, lyrically, things are a lot deeper, a lot more, you know, generic metal lyrics about death and destruction and all those those things that everybody likes metal for. Um, but obviously, once again, a Christian project uh, on a Christian record label with with a lot of other really just fantastic groups um, on the Sharon Collective, if if you haven't heard of them or heard any of the groups on there. Um, they they actually just released a new uh, seven inch project from the Blamed. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they got all sorts of stuff going on at Shrunk Collective, and then, and once again, Thumper Punk Records, they've got a, uh, you know, a track rec record that speaks for themselves in the Christian punk rock scene, so, um, yeah, that's it, that's everything we got. Awesome. Before, before I uh, turn it over to Jeremy here, I, I just want to say that even though I'm less familiar with you and your music, I know Jeremy's been talking about you and how excited he was to have you on and i gotta say a show like this this is why we do the show for guys like me who need to hear music 
like yours. Like I'm a huge, you know, metal fan, punk fan, and I wasn't aware of you. And Jeremy's like, dude, you need to check these guys out. So that's why this show is so important. So we're introducing people that may not know about you to your music. So yeah, for sure. No, and I I appreciate it. You know, it's it's stuff like this. I think that gets overlooked by um, some of the, you know, once, once bands kind of blow up a little, a little more than, than um, they expect to, I think you're just so busy with everything that you tend to forget that there is an entire underground that's holding everything up. And so, um, you know, like I say, I've been a part of this. If it hasn't been the Christian scene, it's been the secular punk rock and metal scene for basically my entire life. I mean, from the point of being a young teenager, you know what I'm saying? So I have a I have a real appreciation for the underground and for, um, you know, the the different media outlets like like Rock for Him and and all these other, you know, podcasts and Web pages and stuff that really do um, hold everything up for everyone. And and it's you guys that expose everyone out there to bands like us and to, to different record labels, like the ones that, that we're a part of. So um, mad props to all you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I know Dispraise just released a new song or a new uh, album. Are you guys working on something else or? Um, so yes. So um, we released, two projects officially through uh, Rottweiler Records. We have um, the first one, Moral Rot, and then the second album on Rottweiler was Lines in the Dirt. Um, I'm a huge vinyl nerd, and so um, I really wanted to get Moral Rot and Lines in the Dirt put on a 45, on an LP. And so we linked up with a a real small uh, underground, like, death and black metal uh, Christian label called Coliosis Records. And through a uh, partnership with them, we were able to get a uh, pressing of both of those albums on one project. So that's called The Dog Days of Dissonance. Um, yep. And so that was released. Um, that's the most recent release, but it is of the older music. Um, and then prior to that, we had our first little seven-inch vinyl that we put out independently. Um, right now, obviously, so we just, what, three months ago, maybe, we signed with Thumper Punk Records. Um, and that's a huge deal to us. Uh, our our uh, guitar player, Donovan, was in, he kind of got his start in Christian punk rock through Thumper Punk Records. He was in a band called The Old Timers back in the day. Um and so they put out a, a bunch of really great music through Thumper Punk. He's also worked on several other projects that were put out on Thumper Punk. And like I said, I, I've always just had a, a general respect for David and, and everything that, that he does um, with Thumper Punk Records. And so when we found out there was some interest there, we were really, really stoked to, to link up with them and, and get started on something. So right now we have about, I think, seven songs uh new new songs written um and so i would suspect that by the end of the year we will be releasing some new material Um, awesome we've got a few different things going on i was just talking to justin our drummer 
um, and asked him, hey, is there anything you want me to bring up on here on this uh, interview? And one thing that we that he's been working on really hard is um, trying to get all of the equipment set up so that he can record all of his drum tracks on his own. Once we're at that point, we all record our music on our own anyway. Um, and then mixing and mastering either we can do on our on our own or we can we can work with other people like we have on the other albums. So getting ourselves set up to where we can start recording from home once we're at that point, I think the sky's the limit as far as what we can and can't do. I think all of us are recording music all the time, writing music. I'm writing lyrics. Um, I made a joke the other day on Facebook about the state of the the country and the world we're in and how like because it's so messed up i just keep writing more and more lyrics so i got too i got too many songs to even count because of the the things that i wake up and see every day yeah. um so so yeah once we once we have the drum set up and it sounds like that's coming along then i think we'll be putting out a lot a lot more content um on a regular basis but as for right now we're focusing on the third EP um, that'll be out on Thumper Punk Records, and it should be, I would say, by the end of the year, you'll start seeing some some new stuff from us there. Sweet. Very yeah. cool. All right, I got two real quick questions for you. Well, one quick question and one a little bit longer one. First off, being that you like to collect vinyl, what is your favorite record that you have collected so far? Uh, every time I buy a new one, it's my favorite one. So... um Lately, I've been on a big kick of supporting our scene, like here in Idaho. Um, obviously, you know, New York hardcore and L.A. punk rock, like those have cool names. Idaho punk rock does not have a name, um, but it really should have. I mean, we've got our own style. We've got our own, just our own thing going on out here all together and, and have since the 80s. And so um, there has been some some great albums that, that I've been picking up Um I don't know if you guys would be familiar with the name Pusshead, um, yep. but he's, a, he's yep. an actual artist, you know, that drew the the cover albums for a lot of early Metallica stuff, yep. the Misfits. Um, he's from Idaho. They were from Boise, and they their first band was called Septic Death. And so I've been picking up a bunch of Septic Death albums. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think right now the... The, maybe the one I'm uh, most excited about is I have a original print of a band from out here from the early 80s called State of Confusion. Um, I've got the, the original print of their very first album called 6.3 Million Acres. Mm. And that one was tough to find, so I'm pretty stoked to have it. Nice. About the coolest one I have is a uh, pressing of one of Metallica's earliest demos. It's got Dave Mustaine, and oh, yeah. I want to say, I think it was just before Cliff Burton, so I think it was Ron McGovney that was playing, gotcha. and it has yeah. the original version of the Four Horsemen on there. I mean, it's, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's sick. All right, second question. This has nothing to do with the first one, but we always <laughs> ask for your our guest's testimony and you, you gave a little snippet of it. Can you just tell us uh, how you came to know who Christ was? Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a, a sped up version of it. So we're not here all day. Um, like I said, I'm a first generation believer. 
Um, my mom had a little bit of a kind of an upbringing um, of faith, but not really anything that was had any foundation to it. I like to call it touched by an angel faith, like the people who watched touched by an angel when we were kids and were like, oh, yeah, you know, like this is how Jesus works. Like, um, so that was really the most uh, input I had as far as as far as uh, any sort of faith in Christ came. Um, when I was 13, I was um, at that point, I'd been kicked out of my house. Um, I'd been homeless off and on. Uh, I was already deep into the drug circuit. Um, and I, I skateboarded. Skateboarding was, was pretty much my life, skateboarding and music. And didn't have a driver's license or anything like that. Met some guys at the skate park. Um, and they were cool guys. And so I'd have them pick me up and, and they'd take me back and forth to the skate park or whatever. We'd hang out all day long, you know, skateboarding, listening to music, having a good time. Um, and then it got to a point where uh, the one buddy, he had to play drums for his mom's worship band. And so in order for us to go skate, I'd have to go and, to the church and sit and listen to this worship music. Terrible, terrible worship music. And uh, I'd have to sit through this and it was uh, not going to down talk any sort of denominations or anything, but it was basically a, a whatever you could see the worst thing on TBN. This is what this little mission outreach sort of church was, was doing. So um, they would invite everybody up and pray over them and knock them down and they'd shake on the floor and do their thing. And so me being me, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I'm going to prove all this wrong. So I go up to get, to get prayed for. And um, I'm standing up there and they're praying for me and they got their hands on me and all this stuff. And uh, the lady who was the pastor whispered to me and said, this is where you fall down. And I was like, nah, this, this isn't where I fall down. I'm good. I just walked out and, and um, uh, really had a, a bad taste in my mouth for the whole thing because it just kind of, well, I mean, it just, it just verified what I had already thought about all these crazy, you know, Christians. And so, um, over time spent more time hanging out with my buddies. Um, they slowly started coming to Christ and I noticed that even my buddy that was playing drums for his mom's worship band, he started to actually walk in Christ. And when he did, he left and went to a different church. And so I'm thinking like, okay, well, maybe there's, there's obviously something not right with what I experienced the first time, but um, I mean, I respect these guys that I'm hanging out with and skateboarding and listening to music with. So there's gotta be something more to it. So I started asking more questions and um, things started to kind of click with me. Like I say, I, I went to a show, it was a point of recognition and a strike anywhere we're on tour. And so I went to a show there and Point was on Face Down Records and they had a copy of the new album from The Deal. It was like their debut album on Face Down Records. So I got a copy of that and I would listen to that album just nonstop. It was just like the best, the best punk rock album I'd ever heard in my life. I'd listen to it nonstop and I didn't really believe in what was being said in the album, but, you know, I just listened and listened and listened and then. And hanging out with, with who I was hanging out with and asking the questions I was asking, um, 
over time, God just really worked on me and softened my heart and opened, opened me up to um, being able to get over my own pride long enough to actually see what he was trying to show me. And so, um, like I said, I was 13, 14. I, I, I gave my life to Jesus at that point. Mm. So, but it was definitely, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have, God knew that he had to, to meet me where I was at. Um, and I, if it weren't for skateboarding and music at that period of my life, I would have, nobody could have reached me. I couldn't even reach myself at that point. You know, I was, I was out of control on my own. So, um, through that perfect combination of things, that's, that's what, uh, brought me to that faith. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah for sure. So we've talked briefly about your music too. Any specific like bands you're influenced by, like either, either side of the coin, man. Um, just being a music nerd like I am, I think, I think I'm always just, I guess we can say the band that really first got me into punk rock, um, at a young, when I was real young, my, I had an older brother that he got kicked out of the house and went to juvenile detention centers and all sorts of stuff. He left behind some cassette tapes and he was into all sorts of different things. Like he was into, you know, poison and, and, ACDC and all the, all the, anything that was, was rock at that period of time. But he left three cassette tapes that I picked up and was like, fell in love with as like an eight year old kid. Right. And the one was the Snoop Dogg doggy style cassette tape, which was fantastic. <laughs> um, number two was uh, Misfits Evil Live. Yes. And uh, number three was Body Counts Cop Killer, the, the very first Body Count album. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's just music hits you when it hits you. It's kind of, it's kind of different all the time. So as far as, as influences go, you know, the first, the first Dispraised album, you'll hear a lot of spoken word influence, um, a lot of that Black Flag, um, Henry Rollins sort of, uh, influence behind it, um, the latest album, it had less of that, but was a little more aggressive. And I think um, some of the like bad brains sort of stuff was was I was really pulling from. Right now, I'm really stuck on stupid in like this thrash uh, phase of life. So like I'm I'm listening to a lot of uh, testament and and um, suicidal when they kind of did some of their crossover stuff. Um, and so, I don't know. I, th I think I've always just been influenced by just speed, just fast. It can't ever get fast enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, um, so yeah, I, there's, there's tons. I could sit and talk about bands all day long, um, and both secular and Christian, but, um, but yeah, I think, a a, a good, question that i ask myself all the time is who's actually influenced me from the christian the christian world of music because um i don't know i i listen to a lot of secular stuff and so it kind of just 
comes a second nature to to reach in that direction when it comes to influences but head noise has has always been one of the huge influences i've had um i've got to meet and know those those folks um got a pretty good relationship with them friendship with robert and so head noise is always i mean i was a kid i remember shoot i was probably 14 15 when i first saw head noise and just being blown away that these guys were this was a christian band you know um head noise is a great a great influence the blamed um yeah there's just there's so much good music man i don't i can't even can't even pick anything <laughs> i get it i get it <laughs> so another question that we always ask our guests if anyone was to pull up to your front door right now pound on the door and say grab your gear you're coming on tour with us who would you want it to be? Who could you not say no to? Like as a member of their group or our Just group? Just going on tour group? with them. Like telling you, get your band together, get in the van, you're coming with okay. us. Okay. All right. So our Not band. like, here, kid, have some candy, get in the van. Right, We're talking right, like right, right. So if, if it were just, I'm asking because of two different things. So if it were just a band that pulled up and said, hey, you're a member of our band now, jump in, it would be okay. body count. 100% it would be Body Count because that would be the funnest band to tour with in the world. Um, and I I love like the hip-hop, like thrash, metal, punk crossover thing. Just Body Count's got everything going for me. Um, as far as uh, going on tour, I just don't really listen to much like new punk rock, like secular punk rock um and honestly doesn't have to be new it can be anybody yeah yeah so if if it were if it were anybody it would be it would be you know uh it would be probably a a black flag i don't know henry rollins is kind of somebody i don't know i can spend too much time around um the misfits the misfits will always be there's there's so much behind the misfits that I think that the shows would be amazing, the stories would be amazing. The I think it would just be that would be the that'd be the best right there. I think absolutely. Yeah. All right, then a couple quick things you said two 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 things I was gonna share these stories. Yeah. First, I think I actually got to see Body Count in one of their last shows that they did. When I lived in Grand Rapids on the other side of the state, they had opened for a band called Twisted. Mm. And we didn't even know they were going to be there. And all of a sudden, here comes Ice-T out on stage. And we're like, what is going on here? And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, they start playing Cop Killer. And we're like, wait a minute. This is Body Count. And it was it was probably one of like the coolest things ever. They just like were there. Yeah, they they weren't on the ticket. Awful. They weren't. They just showed up. <laughs> and then uh you said the misfits i went and seen them when they were doing the m25 uh tour where it was like des uh yeah. i want to say marky or one of the ramones and then right. Harry. and we walk up to where they were playing and we see this bus sitting outside the front of the venue all of a sudden, here comes a guy, comes out, set, sets up a 
weight set and starts lifting weights and we're just standing there staring at him and he turns and looks at us and I'm like holy cow that's Jerry only and I walk over I'm like um are you Jerry only he's like I sure am hey do you want some meatballs and he went in and grabbed like a plate of meatballs and was like handing them out to people and we're like what is going on <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah it was it was amazing and then after the show they stayed and signed autographs for everyone but yeah, yeah. it was it, yeah, I met awesome. I met Doyle a few years ago, and it was the same deal. There, they it was actually Doyle and Jerry's nephew um, was their roadie, and so he had his power blocks, his his weights set sitting next to the to the merch table, and they would sit there and and be working out in between in between sets or whatever. So yeah, nice. and yeah, cool guys. They just seem like real. Especially Jerry does seem like he's really down to earth. Just really cool people. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So you guys haven't been able to tour at all, right? As dispraised because Donovan lives in South Africa. Right, right. So we'll probably always and forever just be a studio project, which I'm good with. I I've got enough of the touring life underneath me. Um there may be a point in time where if there's enough interest and demand that we do something together and it will probably just be me and Justin and we'd have to find fill-ins um, beyond that. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any, I don't think any of us have any um, interest in touring. I think so Justin, our drummer is also the drummer for the Jericho Harlot. Um, he was a drummer for grave robber for a little while. Um, and so we've had a lot of discussions and, you know, just, you see all the time, I don't know if you guys follow any of these, you know, like heavy metal pages or whatever, but you see bands all the time talking about like, we can't afford the tour anymore. We're not making any money off of this. Had to cancel our European tour because we don't, we are not making any money, you know, <laughs> and these are big bands. So it would be stupid for me to be out here 36 years old, trying to live a rock star dream and think I'm going to make any money off of it. It's just not, not going to happen. And what's nice about it, too, honestly, is when you accept the fact that you're a studio project, you have less ambition for trying to make a name for yourself. And you can just enjoy making music. You can just enjoy the it's kind of the, the bare basics of, of being in a band. You know, it's just making the music, all the rest of it, the promotion and the getting the places on time and having merchandise and spending money to have the merchandise and getting stuff moved from one place to another. That's the stuff that destroys bands. So um, it's kind of nice right now to just, to just be able to make music and, and uh, we have our little group chats and we pray for each other and talk with each other and, and hang out and laugh and crack jokes and, and it's all good. It's all good. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. So for the listeners who are like me that are just getting to know you, what is one thing that you would want them to take from this episode? What, what do you want them to know about you and your music? Um, you know, one thing I, I didn't talk about when you were talking about testimonies and stuff like that um, is that, yeah, I got, I did, I came to Christ when I was 13. Um, I also, got my wife pregnant when I was 17. Um, I was on and off drugs, um, alcohol, uh, um, 
all of this since finding Christ. And so I think there's, you'll hear a lot of it in our music. I have a pretty strong opinion um, on just American Christianity in general, um, religion, um, church, churchism. And something that I would like everybody to take uh, away from this is that like your relationship is with Christ. Your relationship is with Christ alone. It's not with Christ and your pastor. It's not worth with Christ and your wife or and your husband. It's with Christ alone. And God knows your heart. God knows your struggles um, in your darkest, darkest periods of time. Um, he knows, he knows when you're not doing your best. He knows when you could do a whole lot better. And at any of those points in time, he's not a God that is waiting with, you know, a ruler to give you a spanking. Um, God is just, and, and he is, he is going to, um, you know, he's going to separate, um, those who believe and those who don't believe, but belief and trust in him is a very personal relationship. And from the outside in, uh, the church, um, other friends, sometimes your spouse, sometimes your pastor, they don't get it. They don't see what's going on in here with you and Jesus. And so um, don't let that stuff get in your way. Just keep focusing on your relationship with Christ, because it's going to have, it's going to have mountain peaks and it's going to have valley lows. And it's not going to matter if you've known him for, you know, your entire life, or you've just known him for the last 10 days, it's going to happen. So, um, I think that, that we have really allowed, um, the bride of Christ to become a laughingstock and a joke when it comes to um, the outside world, because we would like to think that we take ourselves so seriously, but everyone sees that we're sinners. It seems a lot of times that the only people who don't see that we're sinners are ourselves. And so the church sits and points fingers at each other and Christian bands sit and point fingers at each other and fans of Christian bands sit and point fingers at each other. And um, that's not what it's about. So um, that's something that I think, you know, none of us in this band are perfect by any means. And I'm sure, you know, you'll follow, follow our pages or whatever. And everybody has something they can pick apart and be mad about all the time. Um, and so that's where I really am just happy with, like I said, with the, with this praise and knowing who we are and just being okay with it. Like we're not everybody's cup of tea and people are going to say, well, you're not Christian enough. And other people are going to say, Oh, that's way too religious. Um, we just don't care. We're just, I just, I love Jesus and that's my personal thing. Um, and all the guys in band, they all love Jesus. That's their personal thing. And we talk with each other. We pray with each other, but I'm not going to pretend for a second that I know everything that's going on in everybody's lives and everybody's hearts. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Anyways, soapbox moment, but yeah, that's what I like people. to. So one of the things that we do, uh, too, and, you know, and wrapping this up is we like to pray for you guys. So how can we, how can we pray for you and the rest of the guys in the van? Um, so 
individually, I know our drummer, uh, Justin, just got married here a few months ago. Um, and I know that he's he's getting life started out. Um, he's been trying to pull some funds together for, like I said, drum equipment and things like that. Um, that's all secondary. The music's all secondary. Um, the, the new marriage is marriage is tough. And so um, seems like everything's going great with them, but that's something that can always be prayed for. Um, Donovan, he's got a whole different, he's in a whole different world, literally. So he's got, you know, they've got all sorts of stuff going on over there. So, um, just, I guess, safety in general. Um, and he's got some, some boys, some young boys that he's, he's getting raised and out of the house and he's got some decisions to make as far as whether he's going to want to keep doing what he's doing or if they're going to want to move or what they're going to want to do. Um, and so always keep them in prayer for things like that. Um, and I'm always good about figuring out what to pray for other people for and terrible about what to pray for myself for. But uh, just that um, same things, family, uh, keeping family first and uh, just staying focused on what actually matters. I think for myself, I, I have a creative mind and I'm always all over the place. So um, just focus. You got it. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and pray us out. So, great and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing our brother Thomas here to us today and just letting him share a little bit of his life and his story with us. Lord, we thank you for his music, and we thank you for him and his bandmates. I ask that you just watch over Justin and, and uh, his new marriage. Lord, just put a hedge of protection around them and and just strengthen them and help them find the love that uh, they have for each other and a love for you. Lord, I ask you watch over Donovan and just keep him safe and, and just help him with his uh, kids as he raises them up and prepares to send them out into the world and just help him make some decisions as to what to do in the future. Just guide him. And Lord, just watch over Thomas. I ask that you just give him some clarity, give him focus, and uh, just give him some direction as to what you want to do. Help him put pen to paper and and put out the music that is uh, glorifying to you. I ask you watch over all of them as a band. Just give them protection and give them strength to continue doing what they're doing. And we thank you for them. We thank you for their music. And we thank you for sending your son to us to die for us on the cross for our sins. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Before we get out of here, Thomas, how can listeners go and find your music? How can they support you guys? Um, so with Dispraised, it's it's uh just everywhere at Dispraised. Um, so Twitter, you can find us there. You can find us on Instagram, um, Facebook. We probably do most on Facebook, so that's probably the best place to find us. Um uh, TikTok as well. I'm an old guy, but I'm trying to trying to keep that alive. Um, and then the same thing with Decaying Martyr. Um, it's it's everywhere at Decaying Martyr. We got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So anywhere you want to find us, you can find us. All right. 
Well, again, I just want to thank you for joining us. This was awesome getting to know you and just getting to hear your heart and your story. So thank you so much. Yeah. Jeremy, this was awesome, brother. Yep. Don't leave. Don't leave. I got to talk to you afterwards. But I just want to remind both of you that if you're going to rock, rock for him. All right. For those watching and listening, have a good night. If you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below and don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're gonna rock, rock for him.